I like my seats. I like being able to see the players' faces and expressions. I like our stadium. I, I just don't think away games are my thing. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I went, but I just, it's probably not my thing. Fair enough. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right, and we are back for episode 222 of the Dave's I Know podcast. Uh, we're getting started a little late. It is uh, getting started a little later than we had we had hoped. Uh, I I was having some technical difficulties uh, with my computer and getting Zoom, so I had to pull down uh, the computer I use porn for to uh, um, you know do the Zoom. So we'll see how things go here uh, on my porn computer. Hopefully, it's not as buggy as my regular computer. Uh, is apparently being right now so uh yeah welcome back uh this is a hopefully it should be a short podcast uh we had a game it was not uh it was not great but we did have boots on the ground we had a, a reporter in the field and so we're very yeah. excited sort of uh very excited to uh to see what she had to say about uh providence park uh the portland timbers the timbers army um and all that so we'll we'll be sprinkling in jess's thoughts on the game as we as we go through uh talking about the game again not a ton of stuff there's actually been some um mos news that's been announced in terms of uh you know first games for the team next year and all that so we'll talk about that in a little bit but let's start with the most important thing fucking hashtag heath out uh is the first yeah. thing um but Portland Timbers three, Minnesota United one. Uh, it was a it was a game. They played soccer. That's uh, definitive. Uh, fun fun facts about the game. Uh, pre-game, uh, Tyler Miller uh, about two hours before the game kicked off, he was announced that he was out with uh, COVID, uh, which means that meant that Dane St. Clair and this he posted that I think was on Instagram or Twitter or someplace. Uh, anyways, Dane St. Clair gets his first start since May eighth. Um, he started the first four games of Minnesota United season where they went over four, uh, he got benched and then, uh, he, then Tyler Miller basically took over and has played every game since. So Dane, Dane St. Clair had not played in almost six months. Um, he gets the first start. Uh, Jess, you had, uh, you had some thoughts about this. Yes. So in fact, you're loud B here on brand. I, noticed Tyler Miller's twit when it was two minutes old on my feed and I um, started announcing it because nobody was like reacting around me and I was like oh nobody knows so I started yelling Tyler Miller's out he's got COVID and then we started 
talking about Dave St. Clair and people were going, oh, but he performed for us really well when he had to. And I said, yeah, but even Tyler Miller, when he came back at the beginning of the season, had a, a few matches that I felt shaky compared to how he's working now. He, he's going to be a little rusty. Um, but we were all hopeful and we all cheered extra hard for Dane while he was warming up and chanted DSC. Your B. Yeah. And we'll talk. No. We'll talk a little bit about Dane in, in a, once we get to the game, I don't think he was, I don't think any of those goals were on him, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the other big piece of news, uh, Ethan Finley did not make the trip. He was out with a concussion um, that uh, apparently he picked up middle of the week in practice and then it, it flamed up again um, towards the end of the week. And so he didn't even uh, didn't even make the trip uh, out to who Portland. Pushed, who pushed Ethan Finley into the goalpost? That's what I want to know. Yeah. We missed so, him. Um, I missed him in particular. Yeah, we clearly did. We need. We definitely needed somebody else out on the pitch uh, to potentially score goals. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, to answer your question from the from the document, Jess, uh, I think it was concussion protocol. Um, I, I think he he uh, exacerbated it, or, or or it popped, it flared back up again sometime like later in the week, like Thursday. Mm-hmm. Cause they flew out on Friday, which is when with an, when Ethan Finley got his, his actually his COVID test. That's why he didn't actually fly out as well with the team. So um, mm-hmm. I don't think he has a concussion. I'm not sure if it's like, if he was concussed uh, on Thursday or whatever, but it's just, he just, or the symptoms were still there. And so they, they kept him home as a, as a precaution as part of the protocol situation. So, yeah. And I would be very interested in, uh, hearing about some of the hood shit you got into in Portland at some other time. So I'm going to try to keep that shit to a minimum. Um, what happened? We, in we, Portland. Can that, we can keep that off the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep that off the podcast. IRL for, for that, for the, for the hood shit. So um, um, I do. Want, all right. Let's start. I brought back presents. Not those kind. Ooh. Sorry. That that was okay, but I I did um, find something for you both. Oh, (laughs) well, there you go. Uh, All right, let's talk about the game. Uh, First half, Minnesota United plays uh, really well to start the game. Uh, on the front foot, and in the 11th minute, we get Almond Cream steps up to the plate. Um, Romain Menier has an amazing cross. Steve Clark misplays it, basically, I think. And uh, Frank uh, Frank Opane has a basically a tap in um, that he hits, you know, hell on the ball. And Miss United goes up uh, one nothing in 11 minutes in Portland, and it seems like uh, everything's going to be fucking awesome. It does. It felt so good in the stands. We were all, I was ecstatic. It was like electricity. I must have watched the replay of that goal just on Twitter five times. Just to one, understand what, how did we do this? And second of all, just because it was a really good fucking team goal. Yeah, it was. It started with Ozzy. It went to Ray. It went to Lude. And it went to Menonier. Unu makes a great near post run that drags about three defenders with him. 
then there, you say cross, it was a low cross. It was not a looping moon ball to nowhere. And Tiger Pony is right there. So I don't know. It, everything about it felt well orchestrated, which is kind of weird because the rest of the game didn't feel that way at all. <laughs> no, not, no, absolutely not. Um, speaking of that, uh, so yeah, so Minnesota played pretty well for the first 20 minutes or so, and then all of a sudden it kind of just seemed like that goal woke the Timbers army and everybody started playing a lot better and Portland uh, started putting the pressure on and in the uh, 43rd minutes, they get their equalizer. Um, Larry Mabiala uh, scores a header goal um, off of a, a short, uh, short corner from Yimichara uh, who uh, gets it to Claudio Bravo, who crosses it across the box. Um, and man, it was, uh, he just, Mabiala just got over everybody. It was, it was disheartening, <laughs> disheartening. And at that point, I think I tweeted out um, uh, some poet philosopher uh, once said goals change games. And you could definitely <laughs> tell that the game definitely changed when uh, Portland scored that goal right before halftime. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go back and do this research, but it seems like at the end of halves are really, really difficult for us. Um, oh, I- I, I can tell you it's like 30% of the goals that have been scored against uh, Minnesota United um, have been scored in the last 15 minutes of a half, either the, uh, uh, oh, the first the half beat. or end of the second half. Yeah. So 30% of all goals allowed this season. I think it was Alex Schieferdecker who, who said this, that just it's been noted in soccer people's defense brains go to sleep at the beginning of halves at the end of halves and right after a team scores. Yeah. And so it could be you just scored or your opponents just scored, but the tendency is to like be really thinking, Hey, we get to score now. And then you don't think about worst case scenarios and what happens if things happen. So, and I would say of all those situations, which the loons have shown weaknesses on all of them, but end of halves seem to be, you know, the tiredness plus the mental um, fatigue just seems to compound. 13 of the 44 goals in the regular season were scored in the last 15 minutes, uh, plus stoppage time of a half. So make it 14 of uh, 47. So that's a third of their goals allowed have <laughs> been basically almost a third. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty shocking. So, um, so yeah, so we go into halftime and, uh, we have a deep thoughts halftime show brought to you by at Jessica one, four, four, zero, eight, three, nine, or two Jessica Boots on the ground. Give us your deep halftime thought. So boots on the ground. Help me. I don't remember how this came about, but I remember before I left and I think we mentioned it on last week's episode or perhaps even the week prior, but Um, I remember seeing something that I think was from the Rose City Riveters supporters group. Uh, I saw a tweet about a boycott at Providence Park in solidarity with the NWASL. Is that, do I have that right? NWSL. NWSL, yep. No way. No way. Yep. 
So I retweeted it and I think it, it was like hashtagged to the loons over PDX group. But again, I didn't do my research. Anyway, so when I retweeted, I committed to not partaking in, you know, retail food or beverage at Providence Park because I wanted to support the cause. And I have to say, I did not see very many people abstaining and I was a little bit disappointed um, because on the one hand, yeah, it, it and it was a long day. Even I was tempted at points to go run and grab a beer, but like thinking about the commitment I made on Twitter was what stopped me ultimately. Um, and just holding the community accountable, food for thought, take it as you will. This was, uh, uh, people traveling the the people in the supporter section that the, uh, are people or, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm not here to call know, out it, anybody as an individual, but just some reflection, I think. I think part of that is, is that, um, I know there's a lot of people who are on the flight out there who are, uh, Dark clouds, red loons, TNE people. Those people were probably partaking. Um, there's lots of people who, you know, who had made their own plans to be out there. Not everybody is on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. so not everybody knows about it, especially traveling fans. That is, I think, th that's you know, that needs to, you know, ideally, Timber's Army is is helping educate people as well um, about that. I don't know what they're if, if they were doing anything uh, to to let people know. Um, no, and and I forgotten. I saw it. I and then I saw and then I went and saw that. So yeah. I'm mentioning it, and that's all. Yep. No, it's it's always important to 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 also think about like, um, you know, the bubbles that we're in. That there's lots of people who are support the team who are not in these bubbles that we're in. So that we need to expand our mm -hmm. our outreach. Um, run into this in campaigns all the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it, this is a very hastily thrown together away day. Obviously we had, had a very minimal amount of time I, uh, um, with a, with a plane. I, if I would have been honestly, honestly, if I would have been on the plane, I would have gotten up in the front of the plane and, been, and grabbed the microphone and been like, we're not buying shit in the stadium period. And I, you know, that's what I would have done. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm sure someone didn't, and someone didn't, saying, didn't do that on the plane and that's fine. I'm but not I also calling think it, out the coordination. I'm not calling. Yeah. I just, Wish I'd seen more people participating. Right. No, for sure. I understand. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. And I really hope that they, uh, Portland figures their shit out the, you know, for the women's side and the, honestly, all of NWSL. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it today that the red stars coach, um, resigned, uh, because he's been, um, verbally abusive to, to his players for the last like 10 years. So, the whole NWSL is kind of a shit show right now. So yeah, I think it's in the twenty fourth minute of every match. The at Providence Park they do the black and red smoke. Yeah. Um, also in solidarity. Um, 
I, I remember yeah. answering. I, I can't remember if it's the 24th minute or what specific minute it is, but I remember answering that question in the in in my realm at the game as well. Very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on and, and get to the uh, the even more particular shitty parts. Uh, 47th minute. <laughs> wait, wait, we have more shitty parts to this game? We do, yeah. Unfortunately, we have to oh, talk about them very, very quickly. It didn't um, end in a 1-1 draw? It did not end in a 1-1 draw, unfortunately. Uh, Blanco, um, uh, 47th minute Portland goal. Um, uh, Blanco assisted by Chase, uh, our good friend Chase Gasper, who... I think was trying to clear the ball, but basically yeah. hit it straight to Blanco, who uh, who who scored, uh, making it two one. Two minutes into the into the second half, and of course everybody that I was so I was watching at the Blackheart, and of course everybody's just like, "Oh my god, this is this is only going to get worse because there's no way Heath is making any adjustments for the next twenty minutes." Um, as we uh, he, unfortunately we were wrong because he was forced to make an adjustment because about um, you know. Two minutes later, Metnir pulls up with a hamstring issue, um, but then he continues to play for like eight minutes longer. Um, so you know, it's a, uh, it's not great. <laughs> it was not great. We fired that director of sports science, right? Yeah, well, that guy apparently. I, I, I yeah. We'll we'll have a discussion about that at the end of the, for the end of the You're season. Right. I, I, I have no idea what benefit or what uh, harm he did to our team. Just, uh, it does seem it does seem that fitness and health have been issues this yeah. year, even more so than previous years. Yeah, uh, in the 56th minute, they finally sub Metnir off uh, for Hassani Dotson, who comes back out and plays on the right hand uh, right hand side there. Uh, and then about 10 minutes later, uh, Sebastian Malhu gets a goal, another goal. Um, this one was a, a hell of a strike, actually. Uh, for his second goal, his, his a brace for Sebastian Blanco, uh, and a three-one Portland uh, lead at that point, and it pretty much I think everybody. I, I'm just tell that me how it. Heartbreaker. Tell me how it felt in the stadium. Was it? It's it just everybody just deflated. Well, I I was you know having my own moment, so I don't know how much I observed others, but I definitely, and it, and that it was a beautiful goal. Right, it like that oh. shot from our shitty seats even was like clearly you couldn't begrudge him that one, and um, and yeah, that's when I was like, we're we're losing, we're we're really losing. <laughs> I should have been honest with myself on my bracket. Not me too. Fair but enough. I think it's bad luck, right, to like predict the loss of your team. Not for me. It's worked out well for me in the past. And that's why this entire loss is on me, right? Uh, I have been predicting them to lose more often than to predict them to win or draw. And when I predict them to lose, quite often they win. And this time I picked pick them to win. So um, everyone who no, wants boo, to MJ, at Reynoso or Fragapane or Lude for not doing more, Unu, Heath, you know, it's clearly that all of the hate should go towards me. Uh, that's fair. Let's do that. Uh, 71st minute, Heath makes uh, his only other two subs uh, other than that Metnir for Dotson. Um, uh, Nico Hansen and Joseph Rosales come on for Unu and Trap. 
Uh, and then the 85th minute, um, our good friend Frank Payne decides to show up and uh, decides to two foot a challenge against Diego Chara, uh, the man he racially abused uh, no more than a few months ago. Um, oh, yeah. And then when there was drama, he got a yellow card. It should have been a red card. The dude, the dude two footed, two footed him. Um, mm-hmm. Totally unnecessary. And it was it was just a. I think I I didn't I don't think I tweeted I think I just posted a Slack um, after that I was just like this is the most embarrassed I've ever been watching a Minnesota United match not losing five to one to fucking Atlanta in our in our home opener in the snow not any of our debacles of our 2017 or 2018 seasons just the complete capitulation that we uh, that we did in this game. <clears throat> Highlighted by Franco Fragapane uh, trying to two foot Diego Chara, um, a man he racially abused like three and a half months ago, um, is uh, not great, Bob. Not great. No, do not recommend. Jess, do you have it? Do you have anything else from from the atmosphere of the game, the pregame or postgame or anything like that? Yeah. So one thing I didn't realize was like when you. I was getting really anxious the night before the match and I was looking over the, you know, the agenda from the moon support, you know, the charter trip. Right. And they're like, okay, we're going to meet at this brewery. And I was like, yeah, we're not getting up that early and we'll skip that part. And then we were supposed to meet at gate G, which is like the secret hidden garden entrance to the stadium. Um, So Josh and I, um we're early for once in our lives and we got to this gate g at noon and they let us in they didn't scan our tickets and we just stood around um and i was like hey you didn't scan my tickets and she was like oh yeah they're not here yet and i was like okay well just stand over here out of the way (laughs) and uh, it was really awkward and then they came down and they told us to get out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, uh, that's that's fine. And then and then the march was late. And I I guess I didn't really understand how it's like the supporters have to come in early from so that they don't get molested, I guess. And then yeah. and then you sit there forever, and then you know, they let everyone else in. And then we have to sit after the game, which actually wasn't so bad. But like for our own protection, I was like, what are they doing for me on the, the train? Like, like we, <laughs> it was very strange. Is that MLS protocol? It is. Yeah, it, it's most uh, most soccer uh, leagues have something similar to that. That, you know, the professional league or the, the first division leagues have something similar where, yeah, they keep you confined uh and then you know you everybody comes in at the same time not not every league makes you all come in and together which is what they um they want you to do is they everybody comes in that way they know everybody's in and nobody's like lagging um but also um most places like in england too like they'll keep everybody sort of like in their section for 30 minutes after the game Mm -hmm. that's basically because like most of the crowds have dispersed for most uh teams and fan bases mls it's not a problem right like portland is super cool their fans are super cool 
Um, it's very much like a drink 90 drink. Like when we go to Colorado or Chicago, mm-hmm. they're super cool. Like it's not a big issue, but there are some like, there are some fan bases in MLS that do not like each other and there could right. potentially be issues. So I think they, in order to keep it, you know, the same across the board, they just keep it the same, you know, to make yeah. sure there's not any sort of like favorites or whatever. So yes, it is a, it is an MLS. I believe I'm 99% sure it's an MLS policy and not like, it's not up to the teams. I'm it's like, this is the standard thing that has to happen. So and yeah. I think the, the entry part is a little different. I think each individual stadium can do it differently for away sections. And it's only for away sections. So if you had bought a ticket somewhere else in the stadium, you wouldn't have been right. subject to that. But um, but it's just for the people like and who I are in the big group. Honest, I mean, I hate to, I don't know why this feels bougie, but I think that would be my <laughs> preference in the future because like I like being really close and I like being really close. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Some 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 stadiums have us have the have the away section closer to the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not many anymore. I mean, I remember Chicago, like we've our first game down in Chicago in 2017, I was like right in the corner. Um, and that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, but then, and then Colorado used to have us really close to the field. They've moved us up and away from the field. Um, because a lot of people from Minnesota go to Colorado to watch matches. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I get it. I understand. I enjoy it. I, I'm sure um as my kids get older and and not, not wanting to hang out with dad we're going to want to be in a in a if, when we go to away matches they're going to want to be in a different section not in the section where all of dad's friends are so right, uh, right. so i can i can see that but yeah. i'm glad you had a good time you, you had a good time right oh god gotcha. and big yeah. shout out to kelly for talking me off the ledge the night before when i was getting really anxious because it was like you may not enter the i don't know timber zone the danger zone and and i was like is i had no idea this was so jets and sharks like what the <laughs> fuck yeah like yeah. i felt like i was going to be molested based on these precautions and then and then i was we my little brother and i because we were so early we walked around the stadium to this hidden garden gate g and uh and two guys started going, go home, Ludes, go home, Ludes. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's so nice and passive aggressive and please don't confront me, even even yeah. friendly. I'm not here. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm sure it was all in good fun. Like I said, the Portland fans are, are, are great people. Um, they they oh, yeah. come here a lot. Whenever they're here, they, they're they're always in town and they're they're great. So so when we were on the train after going back to Beaverton, where my bro is, like two different groups of Portland people, like couples, came up to us and were like, "Oh, sorry, a really good game," and um, and she was like, "I was like, yeah, you know, I I kind of saw it coming, but it was really fun and blah 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 blah, whatever." Um. She would have said, yeah, you know, I know what it's like because when we went to Atlanta for the playoffs, we lost right away and had to go home. And I was like, what does she mean had to go home? I was planning on going home anyway. (laughs) Did she mean like they were going to travel with them 
to the next round or whatever? Uh possibly. Or or they had yeah. like a, they 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 or like 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 Minnesota did like they had a charter. So like they they flew in the same day and had to turn around and get like that's what happened when we went down to Atlanta for the US Open Cup. Um mm -hmm. when Minnesota United played in it in twenty nineteen. Uh there was a we we there was a charter flight and flew down, hung out in Atlanta for a couple hours, went to the game, lost the open cup final, and then had to like turn around and get back on a, a charter uh charter flight, which also was we were in the same um wing, this like unused wing of the Atlanta airport, uh the terminal. And then all of a sudden like the Minnesota United players were coming through because they were getting on their charter flight. So there's like 200 loons fans like just sort of waiting and then all these <laughs> players were walking through um just like dejected because they had lost and all that so we were all sweaty and and uh probably drunk and all that and these guys were like they had showered and were like it smelled nice and it was you know got to smell christian ramirez and he obviously smells very nice um Always. As he's wanted to do, so. Uh, all right. Well, let's do uh, a very last of the season. Freddie Adu's for for this game for Minnesota. I don't even want to talk about uh, Portland. Fuck Portland. Um, MJ, we'll start yeah, with you. Uh, their names on the back of their jerseys to yeah. know who was fucking us. There was th their jersey. Th that jersey that they were wearing is weird. Um, it's a horrible yeah. kit. It's a horrible kit. Yeah, agreed. So Dislike. MJ, why don't you start us off? Can I just say that since we're skipping the Freddie Adu's for Portland, we're giving the shitty Freddie Adu to Portland's kit. And and for my Minnesota Freddie Adu's, my good Freddie Adu goes to Jan Gregush, who did not make any mistakes in that playoff game. That's true. Um, and my shitty Freddie Adu, this should surprise people that know that I was am a huge Lude stan, but my shitty Freddie Adu goes to, to, to Robin Lude, who uh, for the umpteenth time this season, looted uh, players in the right corner. Um, after being looted on the left so often last year, he is now abandoning teammates and going away from them and into Unu's space so often. He's crowding Unu. There, one defender can guard both of them. Um, and this is continually happening, and I'm frustrated. So I... I read a stat somewhere, and I'm not 100% sure if it's correct, but it's like um, Jan Gregush has played 18 or 19 minutes since August for mm -hmm. Minnesota United, which is uh, Redonkulous. Not, great. not great. Jess, why don't you hit us with your Freddie Adus? Well, I will say this, um, although I missed my boyfriend, Fridley, Finley, I really appreciated... Um, and noticed when Nico Hansen came on, he came on with vim and vigor and he started taking chances and making runs. And I just felt like if he'd had any minutes, right, match minutes in the last nine fucking months or whatever, uh, probably, probably since July, um, maybe he could have eked one out. Um, it's just, it's just really frustrating to see folks played into the dirt onto the bench, and then the guys that are left to pick up the pieces haven't had any minutes. But that's right. an old song that I'm not going to sing again. Uh, yeah, that is very much so. Uh, 
I, you know, I had a hard time picking a good Freddy Adu for this game. You know, I was going to pick Almond Cream uh, for that goal, but then he uh, decided to uh, be a dick. double down on racism with uh, with two feet, and so I can't really pick him as the mm-hmm. good Freddy Adu. I lean on him as the shitty Freddy Adu. Uh, so for good Freddy Adu, I'm I'm going to give uh, Dane St. Clair um, mostly for not getting COVID uh, yes. because apparently. Apparently that's a problem uh, for 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 players still. Uh, and then for my shitty Freddy to do, I'm going with uh, Adrian Unu, uh, who had zero shots in 70 minutes, which is not great for your striker. Your striker should at least maybe have one shot. He didn't even have. It wasn't zero shots on goal. He had zero zero shots. shots. Yep. And and he and then at one point he just stopped. Yeah, you I'm, could also. You could argue that Reynoso and and uh, Fragapane and and Lude uh, failed him as well because they're the guys who need to get him the ball. Um, but man, uh, you got to you you at least got to take a shot. I don't care if it's just like you skied into the fucking uh, uh, Timbers army. Um, you hit uh, fucking Timber Joey or whatever in the head. You got to take a you got to take a fucking shot. So, uh, all right, that's enough for that game. We spent way too long talking about <laughs> that shitty game. Uh, let's power through some stuff, and then we'll we'll end the podcast uh, fairly quickly. I think um, we're gonna do our that. we're gonna do our MNUFC uh, end of season review next week. So if you have any specific questions, um, I think my plan is to sort of create a document that has some questions. I might throw them out to the to the Twitter people too if they have uh, responses or answers or, or follow up questions, and we'll see what happens. I'm not making any promises that's that's gonna happen, but that's my that's my goal. Uh, all right. Twitter universe, we can't have you all on the pod. So this is our way of getting your voices heard on the pod. Right. Maybe I'll create a Google form. And if you want to fill out the Google form, like knock yourself out. So uh, dark. We will go over the MLS bracket that we all filled out. Listeners trust us. We all did this before the, the playoffs actually started. But we'll sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dark clouds, end of year awards and silent auction are happening December 8th at the black card. That is in two weeks. Two weeks from tomorrow, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, That's right. And guess who's wearing a cupcake dress? Uh, MJ. Yes. No, I do not All right. a Excellent. Um, I do not so, own a cupcake dress. Silent auction items. If you have a silent auction item and you want it to be a part of the of the silent auction, um, you can donate it. It needs to be donated by twelve by the December or December first, um, which is basically a week from uh, tomorrow. Um, you can either get it to me somehow, uh, or you can, you know, talk to me, um, DM me if you have if you have something that you want to, to donate. Um, you can either send it to me if you're not in the Twin Cities, or we can figure out time to pick it up, meet the Blackheart for a beer, or whatever. Um, so if you want to donate any silent auction items, that's super awesome. We have some really good stuff. Uh, I talked to uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry Tieson is donating an FC Arau jersey. It is in nice. flight right now. Um, I've heard rumors of a Christian Ramirez wing kit possibly being there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Some uh, Connor Tobin donated a bunch of stuff from Ford Madison. Um, we have a, uh, hey, if you want to be on, if you actually want to be on this podcast, we donate a spot on this fucking podcast. Uh, for and and I'm going to throw in two uh, Heath Out Stout beers as part of that, uh, that package. So if you want to be on this podcast, you have thoughts on things, um, soccer or not? We could we could definitely do a soccer a, a non soccer related podcast. We do whatever the hell you want for your theme yep. on the on the podcast. So um, 
please, by all means. Uh, and then we do all the the dark clubs do their end of year awards as well. So player of the year, newcomer of the year, the iron skillet, the jackass of the year. So there's lots of cool stuff. Uh, it's gonna be really awesome. I believe it starts What's at six nine? p.m. It's six p.m. Uh, December eighth at the Blackheart. I think the auction will open uh, a couple days earlier. It's gonna be all online, but there'll be everything will be there. So if you are here in person in the Twin Cities, you want to come up and. Uh, bit on stuff we have we're going to be doing but we're going to do it being do it through an online system so people who are not in the cities can also bid on on stuff as well so uh yeah so that's the that's the big dark clouds end of year uh event news and all um, are welcome all are welcome yeah you don't have to be a dark cloud to come um there you will need to have a vaccination card or a negative test within 72 hours mm -hmm. uh that's going to be a uh black cart standard thing and mm -hmm. uh um yeah so this is something i've been i've been doing for for several years now I, i'm gonna be kind of i'm not sure i'm 100 stepping away from this i'm stepping away from the partnerships committee from the dark clouds um i probably will have my hand in the in the silent auction as well for a little while because it's something i actually enjoy enjoy doing and you know doesn't take too much time but uh yeah you just ruined my bit David, I was going to say everyone who has a cool soccer item needs to submit it to the auction this year, because if you're not running it next year, then, you know, it's going to go into somebody else's hands and who knows what's going to happen. It might actually get to the auction is what might happen. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> no, it's, it's I thank you, MJ. I, it's, you know, it's something I, I, I really enjoy doing. We've raised a shit ton of money and I've been I've been super proud of, of all the work that um, I've been able to help and and. I don't know. I need to. I need to go back and sort of like think about um how much money I've helped raise over the course of the last like ten years, especially just even just just soccer stuff. It's probably in the in in like close to fifty to sixty thousand um, dollars, which is you know for just little one off things like this is pretty cool. Just to hype this up a little bit more, you can give money. You bid on things and you win. And if you don't win that's okay but the, your money doesn't even go to us this isn't like patreon where the money yeah goes, where does it go it goes to the dark clouds a little bit and then a lot of it goes to charity like the santa foundation none of it goes to the dark clouds it all goes to charity um we have not we have not determined the charity yet uh unfortunately so i can't say who specifically but all of the money raised through the silent auction is donated to Organizations like um, Like a Girl has been a uh, recipient. Sana Foundation is another one. Um, Aces for Kids has been another one. So we pick a um, typically a soccer related organization, and that's who we donate the money to. So it will. It, it, we don't. Dark clubs don't keep anything off of this. This is all straight. And especially um, the, other, the other thing this year too is if you are considering donating an item, um, this is all tax deductible this year for the first time ever um and and all these silent auction items will be tax deductible so if you if you bid on something um one thing i'll actually say like blackheart is throwing in there a a private karaoke party um you can, I you can... To think. it's january 4th <laughs> okay well it might be that might be a little too quick to turn around but we could do something you know so yeah so if, if you win the the, the private you karaoke party celebrate in january i'm just saying my birthday's coming up and all right MJ, write this down. Right, January fourth down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it's it, there's really cool stuff. Um, 
all of the all of the silent auction items go to charity um, and go to a, a, a soccer specific nonprofit organization. So, uh, all right, a couple other things. Uh, MLS announced their off season calendar slash expansion draft. So the season ends um, on twelve eleven. There's a four hour trade window that opens that that time. Um, if you have options, they need to be exercised uh, on December twelfth. The expansion draft takes place on December fourteenth. Um, we're not going to talk about the expansion draft rules right now. We'll have, we'll have a couple podcasts before that. Basically Minnesota United will be, um, last expansion draft. They were not exposed because they lost Abu Dunlady to Nashville this year. Um, this expansion draft, they actually are exposed. So we'll have to keep, I think 12 players, uh, um, and then they'll expose the rest of their roster. So we'll talk about that as we get closer to the expansion draft. And then free agency opens on the 15th of December. Uh, the super draft is on um, January 11th, which has been a, that's the college that's the college uh, the college draft, Jess. Um, so and that's some been what's that? And some foreign players. And some foreign players. It's it's been actually pretty. Missile United has actually done a pretty good job in the super draft over the course of the last few years. So um, it's something that we actually might be should look at and, and look at some of the potential college players that might be coming out. So. Uh, and then the other bit of uh, MLS slash Minnesota United news is they announced MLS announced all the home openers uh, earlier this week. Um, we're playing. We actually hope we're going to be three. We have three home openers uh, for Minnesota United. We are. We start the season on Saturday, the twenty sixth of February, at Philly. Uh, time to be determined. That's uh, our not home, a opener, home opener. That's a season opener. That's a season opener, but it's a home opener for Philadelphia. Our home opener is the 5th of March against Nashville at 5 p.m. And then we play uh, Sunday the 13th at New York Red Bulls for their home opener. So we are part of three different home openers. We have a, well, only one home opener, obviously. If that makes any sense whatsoever. And that game yeah. on the 13th is at 1 p.m. So that's very possibly going to be a uh, ESPN or, or Fox game, uh, that Red Bulls game. And then the Philly one, as it's the only game that is not scheduled currently for a time, so might be potentially a uh, uh, a TV game as well. So I would imagine the national game probably will be on, you know, whatever the regular CW slash Valley Sports Network stuff. So, all right. Um, I can't wait for it to start all over again. This will be the shortest off season in a long time. Um, yeah. it, it, normally the off season in MLS is like insanely long. It's like three and a half months. Uh, but since they need to get the season done before November 14th um, for that crazy world cup in Qatar uh, around Thanksgiving, um, we'll see. So, all right, MJ, better know a loon. Couple questions around uh, this week's birthday boy. Happy birthday on Tuesday, November 23rd to Juan Agadello. By the That's time today. You to this, by the time you, to this, you still have time on social media or any way possible to wish him a happy belated happy birthday. You do not have to do it on the day. It's still his birthday week. Don't miss out on this. Just like also, my karaoke party isn't going to be on January 4th. Right. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Three brief Three brief trivia questions on on, on Wagadello. Uh, do either of you know where he grew up? And and a state will justify will be do justice. A state? Yeah. 
New Jersey. Good job. Ding, ding, ding. Where was, where was he born? San Antonio. Good guess. I don't know. David? Uh, is it in the United States? You just have to guess. The United States. No, he was born in Manizales, Colombia. Ah, I oh, I forgot. And, and, ah, fuck, I forgot he was Colombian. Yeah, but but he like at seven years old he moved to the United States. Um, and then my last trivia question is: What team did he play for in England? Shit. Yeah, I know. This is a tough one. You probably remember he played for the New York Red Bulls Academy and Chivas and, you know, New England Revolution. You don't remember where he played. In that's fine. Like, that's why I brought this question up. Um, one of our Patreons is a big fan of this club. Stoke? Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Shout out to Eric Grady. Uh, yeah. He, he played Stoke for City. Did, 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 were him and Jeff Cameron on the team at the same time? It was 2014, so I don't know. Okay. I, I also don't think he actually technically played. He was on their roster. I don't know if he got any minutes. But Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Um, so Minnesota Woso. Yes. Thank you, Juan Agadello. Uh, happy birthday, buddy. Um, you saw, what, maybe 100 or 250 minutes uh, this season, so good for you. Uh, Minnesota Woso, um, they pushed back their brand reveal. I uh, was supposed to be tonight, actually, um, to November 30th. So next Tuesday at 7 30 PM, it's going to be for all community investors. So if you have, uh, uh, invested in the, uh, in the team, um, you'll should be getting a, an email link. Um, they're going to reveal some of the designs, uh, the top three designs of the, of the, of the names and stuff. And so, and then there'll be a vote on, the actual name and design. So it's gonna be really cool. So that's awesome. Um, speaking of uh, Minnesota Woso and, uh, and collegiate soccer, uh, MJ, you have a little bit of a go for soccer stuff for us. Yeah. So NCAA did a fan vote on best places to watch women's soccer in the NCAA. They did not give a final ranking, but they released the top five and Elizabeth Lyle Robbie stadium should be no surprise to those that go there is one of the top five places to watch women's soccer. And uh, David, you have, like, I've hyped up the Gophers. You've hyped up Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium as a great place to watch the game. Yes. Beautiful grass. Uh, it, it was one of the two stadiums that were nominated that actually uses real grass. So that's awesome. The other stadiums that made the top five, I'm not going to name the stadiums, but uh, Brigham Young University, Texas A&M, uh, Texas Christian University and South Carolina. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pretty far north compared to all those other stadiums. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird thinking like that. You know, I know some of them are, are playing on American football stadiums and turf and what else not. But like, wait a minute, we're we're in the north. We actually get snow, and we're the ones that have a natural grass stadium. So yeah, um, they also pointed out that uh, Elizabeth Wildrotty Stadium is upgraded or like redone annually there's like maintenance done annually and for anyone who does lawn maintenance in in this state this should come as no surprise <laughs> right 
Uh, NWSL uh, was the, the final was this weekend. <clears throat> Chicago Red Stars lost to the Washington Spirits two uh, one uh, after extra or with a, it added extra time. Um, you know, I, I wrote my notes here before I uh, saw the 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 story of the Chicago uh, Red Stars coach resigning. Um, but the Red Stars had a ton of good players out, uh, including. Um, uh, Alyssa Haler, the um, the national team keeper. Alyssa Naylor, sorry, not not Haler, Naylor, the national keep national team keeper. They lost Mallory Pewitt just before halftime or at halftime. Um, they lost Vanessa uh, Bernardo, their captain, in the 13th minute. They still managed to go up one nothing on the Spirit. Spirit came back. Um, that's a it's an interesting story we we talked a little bit about the washington spirit a few weeks ago with their ownership stuff that's going on uh trinity rodman who was the um uh newcomer of the year i can't remember what the exact name of the of the nwsl award is but she burst onto the scene um dennis rodman's daughter uh for for those of you uh like basketball and she was fucking great and she bossed this game she was um she didn't score any goals, but she was definitely a very, very big part of Washington Spirit coming away with their first uh, NWSL title. She was dribbling out of double teams. Sometimes people were triple back healing. She was. Ba- she saw there's like this amazing like back heel turn that she did. It was. Yeah. It was very. It was. It was very sick. So she's got. She's got a very, very bright future in uh, in women's soccer here uh, for and probably for the U.S. very, very soon. I would imagine she'll get a call up um, um, very, very quickly here. So. And with all that the Washington Spirit have been through the past two seasons, uh, getting games disqualified for COVID uh, reasons, uh, having a horrible, uh, abusive head coach, um, the sell the team Steve movement that is still going on, uh, good for them, good for the players, good for for, uh, Chris Ward, who stepped in as head coach. I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the last little bit, the last piece I have is uh, um, Liverpool four, Arsenal zero. I don't know if you, if you watched this game, MJ. It was an absolute thrashing of Arsenal. Why would I, why would I watch that game? Um, because you hate Arsenal and Mikel Arteta. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know why you wouldn't watch. Why would you watch I love Arsenal. I, 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 I'm wanting Arsenal to win that game. And, uh, and- Everton didn't do that much better against um, Manchester City. No, I mean we expected that though. So we lost three nothing. Wait, wait, wait. you didn't expect Liverpool to to beat Arsenal four nothing? I mean, I didn't expect them to just absolutely demolish Arsenal. Um, I expected to win. Uh, Jurgen Klopp and Mikel Arteta almost threw fists uh, and almost kissed as well, which I thought was would have been very very hot if Jurgen Klopp and Mikel Arteta had kissed. So. We we all know the the coaching bromances that start off with fights is really just foreplay. So this shouldn't surprise anybody. All right, uh, do you guys have anything else? Otherwise, we can get the hell out of here, and I can uh, try and do the different computer maneuvering thing here. So yeah, I, I hope your porn computer survived, and you know, porn computers to- fucking rocking it, rocking man. Um, Jess, final final thoughts. Uh, you you made your first ever away trip. I did. Uh, for Minnesota United. Just give us just give us your your final thoughts on on going to Portland. Obviously, going to see your brother 
made it a, it a more amazing. a, a it great a better trip but like yeah. the, the soccer specific parts of it um like what are your final your final takeaways and and pitch people on going to away trips even though you're gonna be like you're never gonna go sit with the away fans ever again well i will say that it's an experience that i wanted and i'm glad i had no matter what uh if i were to let's see it was really interesting um actually like sitting in the supporter section at another stadium right like watching people react to the the chants and the the flags especially the portland avenue flag was one of my favorites um it's an experience you must not miss it uh and I will say that anybody who's anxious about like making their first away trip, your loons flock together. Yeah, I mean, I was very impressed with, um, gosh, I have to say it was Grundy, Grady? Uh, Gundy, name? yeah, Gundy, yeah, Nick Gundy. Hi, yeah. Gundy. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Gundy for all his um, communications. It, it, they were very clear to follow. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's really fun to meet other fans that like you've never seen before in all of your fandom. And now you're just meeting them for the first time in Portland. Um, I did in fact, witness a, uh, three week old infant attend with her, um, parental units. Uh, Aww. that was they braved the trip i thought that was uh very impressive and um all in all it's it's nice to be part of the group and uh it's nice to sing our cheers for people that you know shouldn't sh should in necessarily also be singing along mostly i cheer at people at home games <laughs> yeah well i think we should um depending on when the Colorado games are next year, Jess, I think uh, we should get you out to Colorado because oh, that's a fun, that's a fun we away trip. all go. That's, yeah, all if go we had all Colorado. gone. Yeah. Because MJ, been... you've, you've been to Colorado, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget as, as much as I sometimes want to punch Notch, uh, he was a very good away supporter capo and away supporter leader. He was very good at communicating expectations. So, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely we definitely need to get uh Jess out to uh oh there we go. Um we need to get Jess out to Colorado for for an away game. I think that would be that'd be fun. So yeah, what's let's actually once the schedule drops, let's let's, let's figure out an, together. Let's figure out an away game that all three of us can go to. Um obviously I'm I have a I have a lot more limitations with uh with two children in the house. But you know, if we can get the kids to come as well, then you know we could figure something out. We could record something uh, on the on the road or whatever. But we'll do next year when hopefully things are, God willing, whatever. a little better. We'll, we'll do. Stop a, saying it. We'll do a we'll do a, a Dave's I know away away trip. We did a uh, the first year of the podcast. We actually we took a bus down to Kansas City, and uh, Martin and I recorded a uh, part of a podcast on the bus down to Kansas city. So I would love, I would love to go to KC. KC's fun too. 
that yeah. those there's a really good fans as well those those are those, they're good people so we'll figure something out so all right let's uh i want to sign off because i need to download this thing and then transfer it and, and all that fun don't stuff, accidentally so. post me on only fans i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> all right um please rate review uh follow the podcast wherever you get it daves um patreon.com slash daves i know uh at tdikman on twitter if you need to get a hold of us i am at texas Zeller. mj is at mj matsui and jessica on is twitter not pornhub twitter, twitter not pornhub um jess you can find her on OnlyFans, uh fansly uh any other porn site also on twitter Backstage, at craigslist at- <laughs> At Jessica one four four zero eight three nine or two. You can also find me on uh, Fansly at Texas Dollars, probably I, I would imagine. So, um, so yeah, we've been the days you know. This is. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.